The San Diego International Auto Show opens today. The event runs from today through Sunday at the Convention Center and features dozens of new cars coming out this year. The show comes at a time when electric vehicle sales are on the rise statewide, but that push isn't quite enough to meet state goals. Policymakers want 5 million EVs on the roads by 2020. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Rob Nikoleski, you cover energy for the Union-Tribune, and that includes some transportation riding as well, as there's a big event going on downtown right now. What is it? That is the San Diego International Auto Show. It begins on Thursday, January 1st, and it runs through Sunday, January 5th. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of like a consumer's look into what's coming, right? Yeah, so there's all kinds of vehicles out there. There's SUVs, there's sedans, there's electric vehicles. The auto industry is really moving in a lot of different directions all at the same time. And it's kind of hard to predict where it's going to end up. Mm-hmm. But you can go down to the auto show and take a look at some of the vehicles that are out there for 2020. And so what are the, some of the big trends that you're seeing? Uh, what are the kind of like standout things that you saw when you were down there? Well, a couple of things, and this is something that's been happening for the last few years. First of all, the transition from sedans or regular cars Mm -hmm. to SUVs and to pickup trucks. And that's something that's happened very rapidly across the United States. California was kind of one of the last hangers on Mm -hmm. as far as cars still outselling SUVs and pickup trucks. But that tipped over recently, I think about six months ago, where Mm -hmm. even in California, SUVs and pickup trucks are selling more than cars. The reason why, well, there's a number of reasons why, but one of the big reasons why is because they get better gas mileage, Mm -hmm. SUVs and trucks, than they used to. And so they're fairly competitive with sedans and cars and things like that. So I think a lot of consumers like riding a little bit higher. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, seeing more of the road in an SUV and a truck, and that's one of the reasons why SUVs and truck sales have gone up so much. Certainly, it makes sense. And, you know, before you've had that massive kind of, you know, separation in which you were paying so much more in gas if you had a pickup mm-hmm. truck or an SUV, but now that really isn't the case. I know. It's really kind of an ironic thing because mm-hmm. uh, the California Air Resources Board and also the Environmental Protection Agency on the federal level has been pushing for higher gasoline efficiency standards, mileage standards, and that has actually helped uh, SUV sales and truck sales because now I drive an SUV and I get 25 miles to the gallon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the market. You're essentially making gas cheaper in a sense for yeah, right. people who want those things, which is kind of counterintuitive to some you know, climate goals, but it's what happens when you have a better product in a sense. Right. And and like I said, right now, there's a lot more SUVs and trucks being sold than cars. But when I was down there this morning, I went ahead and talked to some people at Nissan, and mm-hmm. they still are going there. Ford, on the other hand, is, is going to almost all SUVs and pickup trucks. Mm-hmm. Nissan and a few other car makers are still hanging on, and they're still making a lot of sedans. And Nissan, like with the Sentra and the Ultima, they they feel they're addressing a niche audience. Mm-hmm. Certainly, it makes sense. So, um, for someone looking to purchase a new vehicle, what's the market looking like? Are prices better than they used to be? Are they kind of normal? Like, what would what's what should someone expect if someone's thinking about making that big purchase sometime in the beginning of the year? They're getting more expensive, and that actually has been helping the used car market a little bit as well because. Right now, it's not unusual to pay forty, fifty thousand dollars for mm-hmm. a brand new vehicle right now, and that's a little pricey. And the, one of the reasons why you've got inflation, of course, is one thing. But 
the technology in the vehicle, which is a lot of it is consumer driven. Consumers mm-hmm. want the latest technology, but they don't want to pay a whole lot more than they did when they bought their last new car. Yeah. And so there's a, a little bit of push pull going there uh, because naturally car makers want to sell as many cars, but it's a little bit more expensive to make them. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of your writing in the past has also been about electric vehicles mm-hmm. and how the state and other governments are really trying to push this as a means to fight climate change. Mm-hmm. What was the EV kind of scene like at the auto show? Well, one of the more interesting vehicles there is the Ford Mach-E. Now, people of a certain age might remember the Mach 2, I believe, was what Ford came out with like in the late 60s and early 70s. They're bringing back that Mustang Mach, mm-hmm. but they're making it all electric vehicle. And what's interesting is I took a look at it. It looks like a car, but they're yeah. calling it an SUV. Interesting. Uh, but it's it, it has a lot of the same sort of characteristics that from that late 60s, early 70s, uh, Mustang, uh, that uh, the Ford Mustang Mach 2 that they came out with so many years ago. But now it's the, the, the thing that makes it interesting is that it's all electric. So we've come a long way from these kind of boxy, almost nerdy kind of Priuses and Nissan Leafs, which are still very popular. Yeah. But I think that the auto industry is trying to make the electric vehicles more sporty mm-hmm. and more sexy. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. Like, if you want to sell it to the most broadest audience, you kind of need to go with the kind of traditional means of having a car. People don't want to drive something that's, you know, strange or looks weird unless you're a a Cybertruck kind of person. Exactly. And I think it shows the maturation in the electric vehicle industry or the Mm -hmm. sector, I should say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems like, at least in California, it's gotten to the point in which it's almost normal to have, you know, electric vehicles kind of everywhere. Yeah, and just about every single, I think not just about, every car maker, major car maker, has an electric vehicle, a hybrid, a plug-in hybrid, some sort, and in many cases across the board. Um, uh, You've got a BMW that's got uh, an all-electric feature as well. So there's a lot of of them out there. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, why don't you kind of explain the current market of EVs in California? Because you've been writing in the past about how the state is trying to push as many people to get them as possible mm-hmm. with incentives, but you know things are always kind of in flux. The state's goal is to have five million electric vehicles on the roads by 2030. So that's you know a decade away now. Mm-hmm. So that's something that the the state has really set. Right at this moment, as of last October, which was the last reading I saw, the state mm-hmm. had 655,000. So they've got to get, you know, sixfold more, you know, uh, actually more than that, like 11-fold more to, to, get to, to get to 5 million. So um, that's a big question, whether or not we can get to 5 million by 2030. But a lot of the state... Uh, regulators, the people at the Air Resources Board, they say they see the the trend pointing upward, and mm-hmm. they're confident we can get to five million. Mm-hmm. I mean, it depends on a number of things. Like it has to be affordable, has to be accessible. There's a lot of things that have to happen for that goal to be met. But I guess we never know what this decade is going to come for California. So perhaps it's possible. It is. I mean, and and tied into that is kind of a chicken and the egg mm-hmm. argument of. Okay, if you're going to have a lot more electric vehicles, then you're going to need a lot more charging stations. Yes. Well, what comes first? The charging stations, is that going to 
prod the sale of vehicles, or is it the sale of vehicles that's going to prod the number of charging stations that are going to be built? But a lot of them are going to have to be built, an awful lot of them, all over California. And also, not just in um, in urban areas, but also in suburban and rural areas. Yeah, you have to have that network. Otherwise, people aren't going to you know, purchase a new vehicle. That means that they can't travel to meet their family wherever they may be in the cross the country. Yeah, and it, so it's an open question whether we'll be able to get there. And the other question, too, is are the uh, incentives still going to be there? Mm-hmm. Uh, the federal government has a $7,500 incentive, but if a car maker gets to 200000 EVs sold, like Tesla has and Chevy's mm-hmm. about to get to, then they don't get that. The customers don't get that $7,500 uh, tax uh, uh, deduction. So mm-hmm. how much is that going to affect that? It's, and that's an open question. Certainly. And uh, finally, after seeing what was going on at the auto show, uh, what do you see as kind of the, the big breakout trends of 2020? What do you think is going to kind of define the auto market moving forward? I think what will define the auto market going forward is just kind of perpetual change. I mm-hmm. asked the chairman of the auto show if I was buying a car that, and I wanted it to last, a brand new car, I wanted it to last 10 years, what direction should I go? He said, we don't really know mm-hmm. where the auto industry is going to be and what kind of model is going to be best for you 10 years from now, 20 years from now, because the technology has changed so much and mm-hmm. the models changed so much. I mean, 10, 20 years ago or 20 years ago, I don't think we even had anti-lock braking. Now that's standard on every car. Mm-hmm. So 20 years from now, who knows? Maybe it'll be all electric. Maybe it'll still be internal combustion engines. Maybe it'll be a combination thereof. We just don't know. All right. Rob Nikoleski, thank you so much. Thank you, Daniel. In other business news, San Diego County's home prices were up 2.9% annually. That's according to the S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller Indices. That's lower than the national average of 3.3%, but is a reversal from the price slowdown that occurred during the earlier part of 2019. Home sales and home prices are affected by shifts in population. The state saw a loss of nearly 40,000 residents between July 2018 and 2019. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. On weekday mornings, you can also hear a quick rundown of local weather and headlines. Just tell your smart speaker to launch the San Diego Union Tribune. You can also get the Flash Briefing as a podcast. For a full listing of our audio offerings, go to unionrib.com slash podcasts. Until next time.